listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. There wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And a little bit late, but never missed, it, we are rejoined by Tyler Perez. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Tyler? What's good? And welcome back to everyone to for episode 192. I hope everyone's been having a good weekend. Yeah. So you guys been getting into anything interesting? 192. I didn't really do much. I was just playing, um, catching up on some uh, Tales of Arise shit. They dropped a new uh, uh, a DLC battle with... Um, Damn, already? Uh, uh, what's the name of that? With the, the Sword Art Online. You can play against Kirito and Asuna. What? Yeah, Yo. and you also unlock this... Um, this do- they, they change your, your special limit break to be this two-team-up limit break that between you and... Um, and uh, uh, Shion. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it's actually pretty fresh. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 those two, the, they also appear in it, too. But it's actually pretty fresh. What, what was nice is... um, I Is it free DLC or paid? Oh, hell no. Nah. You got to pay for that shit. How much? Uh, 15 was when okay. I bought it. Okay. I was going to say nine ninety nine is is hopeful. So this like, is I'm some kind of deluxe? No, it's just so... Translation. Games, you know, role-playing <laughs> games these days will have just the regular downloadable DLC. content that comes out after the launch. Yeah. That you could download and you pay additional. But that's like deluxe. I don't know what no, you mean by deluxe. Well, okay, yeah. because that was, know know that. Like, that that was my interpretation because you're using this abbreviation like DLC. Downloadable content. That's what it's okay. an abbreviation for. There you go. And so then when I'm here in $15 range, I'm like, okay, that's like an additional. Like yeah, an add-on. it's on top. Yeah, it's additional yeah. content. That's cool. Then like deluxe term, that fits though. You know that that became a popular I mean, term that they use I mean, for albums. I mean, like it days, would be yeah. if you purchased it all together, like the yeah. original content plus the DLC. Yeah, that yeah. would be specific. like there so is a deluxe okay, edition. I mean, like that was a fair yeah. guess, though, right? There's I a guess. deluxe edition God for this it. game, but it, but it includes a lot of other stuff, not yeah. including this yeah. one. But this you is can like include the originals in the deluxe. Uh, nah, that not right away. That's like. That's like, like the, six months or so down the line after like all the DLC has been dropped, then yeah, they'll they drop really like package it. Oh. It's not like an album where they. It's not like yeah. an album where they released the deluxe edition with additional tracks. It's yeah. not the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But um, that's what's up. Yeah. No, nah, I'm a big fan of of uh, Sword Art Online, so I'm glad to see that they're doing some interesting collabs. And also, I thought that the, the DLC would mainly be like additional too. chapter content. You know what I mean? Like story content. But I I'm glad that they're just expanding rather than extending the storyline you know what i mean yeah that's what's up so yeah i know last episode i talked about this show kotla mm-hmm. i did it i put myself through it i i would definitely say i don't feel like i wasted my time watching the show that's good like un- that's unlike positive. most of the time when i'm like yo you know just you know don't expect to have your life change and no, Kala will make you have to delve into concepts that are extremely challenging. You know what I mean? And so could I recommend it? I don't think I could recommend it to people because I don't know if you're ready for the, the level of, of, of reflection that's going to take to really ingest what they're giving you. Because 
If not, all you're going to get is a bunch of very, you know, drab, fantastic outdoor scenes and a bunch of people acting like they, they just don't act in any kind of relatable fashion. You know what I mean? And like I shouldn't and, and I try to not hold it against people when they don't behave in the ways that I can predict. But there was just there was a lot of stuff that I did not find relatable in their character uh, behaviors. But that's not to say that it didn't serve the, the overall story that was being given. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I can get on this ride again for another season, bro. Because they definitely <laughs> left it open. And I'm like, oh, can I do that to myself again? Because it was, it was excruciating to watch. Like, there's a lot of, like, child homicide, suicide, um, just, you know, sleeping with zombies... Like, weird shit is happening. You know what I mean? There's a lot of odd shit going on. And these people are, are kind of just like, cool. Are, are Can you live with this? Because I think this is just how it's going to be. And I'm like, nah, man. No, this should not be it. This should not be it. <laughs> but overall, like, okay. So, there, based on the, the, the synopsis I had previously given... You have these people in this small town at the base of this uh, volcano that erupted um, who are just trying to have a subsistence living, which is actually, it's weird because in the, you know, in America, subsistence living is not something that is considered, like, nobody should strive for a subsistence living in America. Like, everyone's striving to aspire to something to do greater some some bullshit you know what i mean yeah. like everyone wants to be entertained and yeah. things of that nature and these people don't live that existence at all they are absolutely satisfied and happy with their subsistence living you know what i mean like they know that they have x and as long as they can maintain having x for the rest of their days they're happy that is so un you know weird <laughs> you know, to 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 witness and observe coming from a uh, an American perspective, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you you look at the behaviors of the characters, and so because that subsistence living is so important to them, I think that is why they so many of them, you know, grasp suicide as a or or death as as a very viable outcome you know, to, to, to any given situation. You know what I mean? Like that's a, that's not something that, that you, that you get very much in, in Western media. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's always striving for life, save people. Superman wants to save the most pe as many people as possible type of shit. This is no, no, they are absolutely not trying to save everyone here from the get go. You know, there are, most of these people are going to die. I mean, and they're when, probably whenever doppelgangers die in show ways. up, that's whatever doppelgangers show up, either them or the originals gotta, gotta go. That, got that's to usually go. how the stories go with doppelgangers. And 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 it's funny because one of the characters that was pretty much the most annoying throughout the entirety of the show, uh, uh, it's this one girl named Grima. She's one of the main ones that they find, uh, that they follow, and uh, she's really insipid throughout the majority of the show. But at the end, when it, when, when it comes to her decision about her and her doppelganger, she was always really depressive. And so I thought that she was just going to, like, off herself and be like, yo, 
the doppelganger's over here happy. My husband's been fucking her. You know what I mean? Like, my husband don't even notice me in the room anymore. Like, it's so crazy. Because, like, at no point... At no point during the show does her husband ever realize that there's a doppelganger of her. Even though her and the doppelganger have been in the room with him at the same time. Like, when they're my in the room... mad observant, He bro. doesn't even... Yo, my nigga does not even perceive that she is present. Sharp, nothing get past my nigga, it. Like he'll see the doppelganger, she'll leave the room, the real one will come, he'll look at her and not even notice that she's completely changed. Different hairstyle, different clothes, different everything. And then she'll leave, the doppelganger will come, and he won't acknowledge that she switched back. And I'm like, all right, my nigga, this is willful ignorance. Like my nigga is willfully closing his eyes to what's obviously happening in front of him. You know what I mean? And that's what I mean by like, these characters behave in ways that I think they're just kind of they're not relatable. You know what I mean? Because I know how I would react, but I think people would say something. You know what I mean? Like, am, am I wrong? Well, would you not, say anything? That character was most likely created that way specifically to For emphasize the, that a, feeling. As a, as a plot yeah, device, So yes. makes me think of magician shit where they switch costumes, which shout out to Mike Carbonaro. He's got that great <laughs> show. He'll, like, change his fucking appearance right in front of people to, you know, confuse them. And that's more, like, understandable than... But like, even I mean, I don't even know. I'm, trying, I'm taking the context from what you're telling me, too, so I could imagine what this is like, but I haven't seen it. It's just it's just so. crazy. Like, you know, somebody like you see somebody move from room to room and every time they come back into the room, they have a different outfit on. Yeah, that's a it's problem. pretty weird. And the fact that he never once mentions it like. But is this his ultimate lover, though, or who is this, this is his person? wife? This is the person he's been with. And there's only like that's why. there's only like literally I think 36 people in this whole town. <laughs> yeah. There's three dozen people in the whole town. <laughs> Did you say 36? And, and and you have to have a permit to come into the town. Like, yeah. So there's no new people. Oh, a, yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, like, I guess when there. you say is this his ultimate lover? Yeah, I guess. You no. know what I mean? He's not gonna like in a pick up on a new a I've, new person. I've forgotten about some parts of that book from back in the day, but that reminds me of that book, The Giver. Is that what that one was called? That, oh, geez. That weird By Lowry? Oh, thing? my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. It's some strange way that reminds me of that. The idea of being in, like, a weird... Because that's, like, 36 people. I was. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm spitballing, but it's a very small town. Yeah, that's It's a very small town. Smaller than... It's a smaller town than any of us have probably ever, like, resided in other than Rico. That's crazy. That's but, um... Just, <laughs> you're like, not <laughs> even me. Like, there's more than 36 where I come from. Right. <laughs> Well, well, maybe in like a. Actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, and I don't say depends, that derisively. I it know depends on the one mile concentration that we're talking about. Bruh, no, my mom, where she used to live back in the day in the seventies. I mean, shit, loosely affiliated would be the best way to describe those <laughs> those people. Yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah. you can't really call that a population. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, no, it's the the. the the people behave in very odd ways. But yeah, anyway, when Grima comes to her uh, her doppelganger, I'm thinking she's going to off herself. She grabs the gun, puts the bullet in it, but then she sits down next to her and was like, Russian roulette. And I was like, oh, that's kind of hard. That's kind of hard. But then I was really surprised because the, 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 uh, the doppelganger was like, Okay, and I'm like, bitch, you're living your good life. Why in the world would you agree to fucking uh, to Russian roulette? You because know I mean? they know they they they're doppelgangers. We both cannot exist. 
once we've come face to face, it's only a matter of time before one of us has to die. There's no place in the world for the both of us. Damn. All of them, if if you see your doppelganger, one of y'all about to die, bro. That's just how that shit goes. You've seen Loki. Yeah. That's just how that shit goes. I mean, that's just, I mean, with the with the old fucking fairy tale of the doppelganger, that's just, that's how it is in general. The yeah. cold concept. They're body snatchers. It's a balance. So, so the big spoiler is, is that the geologist, the guy whose um, Hitler's son comes back, oh, ends up, ends up. Um, it didn't go well together for me. Sorry, because I love geology. No, no, no. He's he actually figures Hitler. out. So what ends up happening is, is that they they've been excavating this glacier and they go down into the glacier and. But you said it's Hitler's just, son. Yeah, his. Yeah, his he's son getting is, to that. He's getting to that. No worries. Yeah, his son yeah, is, is 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 profoundly disturbed. Okay. Um, but uh, so he goes down into the to into the glacier, and he gets samples of this rock, and just by happenstance, he he observes the rock, you know, doing some funky shit. Like it's got like, like it goes from its solid state to a more kind of uh, liquid state. And he like all of the pieces, the fragments coalesce, and so he sees that this rock. It's like, Yo, I can sell this rock. This, this rock is like it, it's amorphous, and it's reacting, you know, to the strong emotions that he's feeling, and so he ends up piecing it together because while he's down in the in the thing, he sees like it looks like the rock is slowly forming into people, like in in these in the fetal position, and so he sees that like oh, okay, these these ash people these people coming out covered in all the ash they're they're coming from this spot and they're being molded in this rock and it seems like anyone who comes close to the glacier and experiences extreme emotions that though the 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 focus of those emotions gets formed in this rock you know this this meteorite that that landed on the the planet probably thousands of years ago before the glacier formed and so he he ends up figuring that out so they figure out that's what these people are but Ultimately, it's a plot device because the doppelgangers end up helping the people overcome the trauma that hemp, that ended up forming them. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like, wow, what a great concept. But what a crazy way to get there, man. <laughs> like, holy shit, dude. Like, did you have to, like... I mean, and, and, and so ultimately... Did it serve its purpose? It probably did exactly what they wanted. And and am I upset with them for that? Absolutely not. But do I think everyone's ready for that ride? Probably not. I just want to point out, out that if that meteor had landed in Wakanda, none of this would have ever happened. Nah, they would have mined that shit and made armor, bro. Come Family. on, we all know what's up. Black people know what's good. Our, our traumatic, we, we've been dealing with our trauma for... Fucking centuries. We good money. Wouldn't have been no Wakanda. We good money. Oh, oh, this shit's based off our traumas? Shit, we about to start making songs and dances about this shit. Wouldn't have been no Wakanda clones running amok in the the fucking town. Shit. See, the difference is... No, we just put our kids. No, I was gonna say too to play devil's advocate here. That's why they say more that black people need to be aware of the whole idea of like going to see you know therapists and stuff. Is because you don't need to put on. You don't need to feel like you have to deal with all your problems yourself. Absolutely, mental issues. Which oh man, that is a generally a black issue. But the problem is, is that the idea that running to a therapist is an acknowledgement that you don't have a support network that's healthily 
yeah, providing you the kind of good point the kind too, yeah. of uh, yeah. discourse that a therapist is supplementing. Yeah. yeah, we shouldn't be encouraging people to, like to pay hundreds of dollars to therapists. We should be encouraging like families to have healthy discourse and to provide each other the therapy that we all need. Because guess what? The the seat of most of our problems is our family. So why go to a therapist when we can fix them all right there? Or, and here is could this not work as an alternative too? Is like uh, seeking out friends that could be a fill in like absolutely a like that, finding that's, people that's like the next that. Step. Yeah, before you get to the therapist, that's yeah, the next step. You know what I mean? Like that. And that's kind of where I thought you were initially going, but yeah, I like that. Well, idea. yeah, no, 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 absolutely. That is that is the next step. Yeah. Absolutely, because we can't always. Since our families are comprised of these things called humans, they're going to be flawed, mm-hmm. and so when that fails. We have to have a backup plan, and the backup yeah. plan is to surround ourselves with a subsequent support network of friends. Yeah, it's you know, always like good to know that that happens. Yeah, how many of us have them? <laughs> <laughs> Sing that shit, nigga. <laughs> but yeah, um, dude. Speaking of which, man, the people in Kotla could have really used some friends, man. <laughs> they could have really used some friends, man, because boy, they were. They, they were relying on their own flawed families to do to to provide them the kind of uh, moral support that they were just not capable themselves of providing. And so, yeah, man, that was the first thing I was thinking of. I was no, like, man. hey, man, not everybody in your family is going to be skilled enough or have the fucking right credentials to be your, Absolutely. a good therapist. But that's why we have a lot of them. You know what I mean? And no single person can be the universal wisdom that you need. Any given, even your crackhead uncle can give you the wisdom you need in a moment. You know what I mean? And so it's not about, that's why we have to have a robust. True. That's why supporting, you know, your family is, you know, it's so sad that America doesn't have a family structure. You know what I mean? The fact that, and, and I'm not saying that marriage is the only structure, but since it's the primary structure that American households organize around, the fact that 50% of them fail yeah. is ridiculous. Like, and we're we, destroying anything, the family structures that are away, necessary. It's been gotten away from. So, yeah. And, and so we've gotten away from the, the core unit of of the support networks that we're supposed to be putting together. Yeah, because yeah. when you have multiple families, you know what I mean, that have robust and 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 and, and valuable ethical networks to, to contribute to a communal system, you get great things put together. You have diverse opinions but with an overarching framework that's healthy for everyone to indulge in. That's what we're looking for. That's a community. That's that's my definition of community, at least. You know what I mean? But you're absolutely right. You can't rely on any individual in your family, and, and not a lot of people have large enough families to have other people to rely on. And so, yeah, you know, that, that secondary network of friends does become very, very important. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess that's the moral of Kotla, yo. Get friends, yo, because otherwise you're going to be killing kids, committing suicide, and fucking zombies. And none of us want that. Right? And that name, Kotla, Depends where does on the that type come of from? Zombie. That is Icelandic. That's not... Oh. I believe. It's the name of the volcano. Yes. Okay, nice. Iceland. And then, it's on Netflix. If anybody's looking for a recommendation, Netflix. No, and, I don't uh, recommend it. Well, sorry, I was going to say for a vacation recommendation. <laughs> don't do that shit if you're trying Iceland, to. No, you can't so even. The it, actual place, Iceland, I, I recommend even, for vacation. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you want to go to, if you want to go for something some scenic. fire looks from Iceland, yeah. and I'm But it is a harsh environment. Yes. But yeah, no, it got to the point where that. I couldn't even watch that show while I was doing anything enjoyable because yeah. it was just ruining everything. Like, it's super depressing, but it's absolutely will leave a mark on you, and you can't say that about a lot of cinema you like most things i watch i'm just like don't expect this to change your your life or anything no but when you watch this 
you might think things and have to consider things about your own moral value that are questionable. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like they, they do this visceral shot of drowning a child and it's just like, this is fucking hard to watch, yeah. but are we going, are we not going to acknowledge that this child is literally a murderer? We watched this child murder people and still watching them drown him was hard. Like, it's a tough thing to do, dude. Yeah, interesting. Like, it's... it's. What is it called? Katla. Yeah. How do you, like, where does that come from? It's Icelandic. It's Icelandic? Yeah. So what is... Do you know what the spelling is like? Oh, K-A-T-L-A. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But, um... So, yeah. That's why I can't recommend it. I don't know if you're ready for that shit. You know what I mean? I don't know if people are ready for that <laughs> shit. I don't know if people are ready to watch, you know, people actively commit suicide and play Russian roulette to the last bullet type of shit, you know, like if I can hop or in to on the that, last to the last chamber, I should say, if I can hop in on that question. Have you guys talked about Squid Game on the podcast? Because from oh, what yeah. I've been listening to, I haven't heard a <laughs> we lot talked of about a while ago. And yeah, it, it wasn't it worth for, me, for you. That it was good. It was OK, but it. I don't know, man. Squid Game didn't give me these vibes. It had more anime vibes to me, bro. Like, that's a different vibe altogether. The Asian cinema, yeah, this was a very unique thing, because I don't watch a lot of Icelandic cinema. By the way, last time, last episode, I was talking about a movie. It was Valhalla Rising with um, Viggo Morgensen. Is that his name? No, that's the one that you said last time. I keep getting it wrong. <laughs> um, what is his name? Um, oh, Mads Matt Mikkelsen. Mikkelsen. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen. That's who I was uh, thinking of. So anyway, yeah, last episode. That's what we were. Uh, that's the movie I was referencing. That's the only other Icelandic uh, cinema that I've really uh, ingested in. Boy, that was also very, very different. Highly. Re- that one I can re- recommend though because it's more artistically represented, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, Katla is it's a it's a toughie. It's a toughie. So far, uh, uh, so far, no. Talks of a season two yet. Yeah, it's sort of in limbo. Everybody's uh, all the articles online are just saying that they don't know whether or not it's been greenlit or canceled. They just know it's where it is. Because it's such a hard swallow. Because at the end of it, you will absolutely be like, I definitely felt negative feelings, but I absolutely can see the value and the art in what was presented to me. You know what I mean? And I think that that's a very uniquely Icelandic thing. You know what I mean? To take tragedy and suicide and all of those things and put it into something consumable because it is consumable you know what i mean like if it's not for the feelings part it's a good show to watch like well produced you know what i mean the acting i would say is maybe it's probably accurate for its representation for who it's representing you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and Um, it looks good so yeah so yeah katla man all the feels um so yeah moving on from that uh did you get to watch army of thieves no not yet oh have you seen um did you see army of the dead you didn't get to see army of the dead you haven't watched army of thieves very very entertaining very entertaining i enjoyed that shit a lot yeah it looked looked pretty good that's not that movie that was the netflix thing from a few months ago yeah so army of the dead came out on netflix a few months ago Uh Army of Thieves is a prequel spinoff Interesting. about the lock picker, uh, okay. uh, the safe cracker. I'm sorry, the safe cracker from Army of the Dead. Interesting. About how he uh, I like that kind of got that. into the whole thing. And that was and like a surprise? No, nah, he no. announced it at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We knew it was coming out. Um, 
but I didn't know how it was going to tie in. Yeah. It was really interesting. The story was very good. Um, don't expect anything like. Just, and this is, I guess, this is a mild spoiler. Just know, like, safe cracking is magic. Okay. <laughs> safe cracking really is magic. I mean, to be fair. Who among us here could be knows enough about safe well, cracking to really be like, I thought hey, when I heard you're you not doing that okay, right. Yeah. Check it out, check it out, check it out. The man carries a bag of tools with him typically. And I've never seen him do anything other than put his ear to the safe and spin the dial. It's because he's an expert, bro. Not, yeah. This nigga has a bag he's of tools to put his ear to the safe and spin the he's dial. He's master dog. level, bro. Like you need that. all that tools to, mention, to give you the air. I'm not upset because every time he cracks a safe, it's an excuse for them to let the graphic designers do like, a solid 45 second montage of just like <laughs> the inner workings of the safe, just traveling through all the gears and mechanisms. Like what the, but it was beautiful. It looked great. It yeah. looked great. And I loved how like the references to the, to the army of the dead were very well put in. So like you, you'd hear on the news in the background on the TV, like, Oh, there's a zombie apocalypse going on in Nevada, but it's fine where you are, so where he is. So, like, he's kind of like, oh, wow. But then he starts having dreams, and so there'd be, like, scenes where he falls asleep and, like, zombie shit would be happening. You're like, oh, shit. And then he'd wake up and he's like, oh. Hmm. So it's, like, it's insinuated. It's not hmm. like he's in the zombie apocalypse, but there's strong ties to the other movie, which is really good. Yeah. So you never saw Army of the Dead? Because that's worth well, a watch. Okay, so I was going to say that's how it should be, too, referencing, like, you know, you're talking about these little flashbacks related to the first one, but... What I have from that, and I remember that y'all brought that up on the podcast because I remember listening to that shit. I remember <laughs> hearing Squid Game stuff. And I remember I told you I was avoiding spoilers, so I didn't want to hear spoilers. You might have avoided those episodes. <laughs> I guess, but that's what I mean. As I feel like I've been listening and catching up or keeping up, I, just I think we talked about it over two episodes, right? Squid Game. So no, I, just the one. Just I didn't one. catch spoilers, so that's why I was like, okay. I haven't yeah, so far. I haven't caught episode. any spoilers. It wasn't two episodes. Yeah. I haven't caught any Um. But no, like from that one, it was one of those where like for me, okay, I saw how Netflix dropped it. I watched the trailer for it. And then like, it was one of those moments where as soon as I saw how the zombie looked and the zombies like yelling at him and stuff and like freaking out, I looked all crazy. I was like, I can't do this shit. Just, <laughs> I was I gradually weaned off the zombie Fuck thing. So unless my... it looks really convincing, I'm not going to be interested. Yeah, then very minor part of I heard you guys talk about it, and again, I'll give it credit. I at least remember that it sounded good. I remember the oh, the topic of it and the conversation mm. sounded good enough, but I haven't gone to watch it. So off your recommendation, I definitely will. I'll make that time where it's like, okay, full length, if it's good, I'll mm. watch the whole thing, yeah? yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, Army of the Dead is go. definitely worth the watch. Yeah. Um, and it's zombie... Baptista. I want to call him Baptista all day. Baptista. He's like the main <laughs> character, right? Yeah. Batista is yes, he is the main character. <laughs> Baptista. Baptista. <laughs> isn't that a wait, that's a that's a isn't that a Creole name? Baptiste? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah, Baptiste is, is Creole. Yeah. I was like, wait, Baptiste. That sounds ba- familiar. I did a bop on that. No, but yeah, he's Batista. Batista. Um yeah. which yeah, he does he did I think he does a good job in that. And movie. you recently gave him credit for another role, right? The, <laughs> yeah, uh, and it was recently in um in Dune. Dune, yeah. I like Dune. that. Dune, I like that. Dune. 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 Doom, yeah, now yes. Doom is uh, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Entirely different. Another large gentleman different with many, story. many muscles. <laughs> but um, similar to yeah. Yeah, like I, I mean, I can understand like physically how you can confuse the two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I so, think that what's that? I'll I'll check it out though. Yeah, yeah no, I'll Army of Thieves was definitely an entertaining ride. I thought that uh, it had Miss Sandy in it from, yeah, from Game Emmanuel, of Thrones. Emmanuel Lewis. Emmanuel. 
Emmanuel Lewis. That's the short dude. Emmanuel. From yeah, I was like, wait, Emanuela? <laughs> it's like, what's her name? Emmanuel. Uh, let's see. But um, yeah, she did a she played a great role. I enjoyed her her role a lot. Um, oh, Natalie Emmanuel. Natalie Emmanuel, gotcha. Um, but yeah, uh, the whole man, their team was so dysfunctional, and it was amazing. It was really well done. They had this 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 uh Portuguese chick playing the hacker who. She was she was she was fun. Like it, like I wouldn't say that she put on like a clinic of how to how to how to you know play a hacker or anything, but she she did a good job. Like I didn't think that anyone flubbed her roles. Um, but yeah, Dieter, man, the whole storyline behind why he chose to to go with them to open the Damarong, the Gota Damarong, I should say, uh, was uh very very very. Uh, interesting. I highly recommend it. I don't want to do the spoiler review yet since you guys haven't gotten a chance to see it, but uh, I would definitely say well worth the while. But anyway, let's move on from that. Let's get hit up some of these topics. Um, you know, I want to start out with an album that I recently was listening to. So uh, there's a Chicago rapper named Mick Jenkins that I'm a huge fan of. Are you familiar with him? Mick mm-hmm. Jenkins, but I've noted his name. Yeah, definitely yeah, check, out, that one out. check out Jen- his music. Jenkins? Jenkins? Mick Jenkins. 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 J-E-N-K-I-N-S. Okay. But um yeah. yeah, his latest album, Jenkins. Elephant in the Room, Jenkins. definitely does it, bro. Mm. Definitely does it. I enjoyed that shit a lot. You said Chicago? Yeah, he's from Chicago. Okay. And um what I really appreciate and and this is this goes back to also like kind of uh my appreciation for Insecure is that now that hip hop and black culture is pop culture alternative culture is alternative black culture and a lot of these new young cats are representing alternative uh black culture and it's the new it's it's the new rock you know it's it's the new alternative rock and so it's just like I the new regular that. too to put it like the right I'm sorry? It's, it's like the new regular like you you, well, you get, whether so like, or not you so like, like it your, you get used to hearing so like your 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 Uzi verts and yeah, your you get used to hearing those your Kanye's those yeah. are the, like the suit your Drakes mm-hmm. those are your pop rappers yeah you know what I mean and then you got alternative rappers okay, like yeah I hear, yeah but they are now in the in the space in in genre mm-hmm. that alternative rock used to. To me, uh, okay, because rock saying. was the pop, yeah, yeah. pop uh, music of the time, <laughs> and so alternative rock was that popular alternative music. Now it's this underground rap, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? That is the alternative hip hop that that uh, resides in that space in the music culture, mm-hmm. and I'm loving it because Mick Jenkins, I think, is one of the premier examples of that of yeah. alternative rap culture. And I think that goes great because I've started to learn that from the past couple of times that we've been able to hang out before the podcast. I've been mm-hmm. getting a lot of good music from you that I have not heard before. And I'm like, well, I like you know, all this stuff. I, I would put like J.I.D. Yeah. And Earth Gang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what Earth I mean? Gang. I remember the Earth Gang. I, they, and I remember J.I.D. a little bit. But J.I.D. Yeah. is my nigga. That, his, his track Skeegee is, is, is affirmations. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the kind of music that we need to be listening to. And yeah. it's funny because I, it's so... Like if you listen to the song, you gotta recognize the talent in the person who made the song. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I, I love that that's present and that it's a li- it's above underground because he's on Dreamville. So I don't think that you can call yourself underground on Dreamville, <laughs> but you're not mainstream yet. I don't think that Dreamville's mainstream. You know what I mean? Still depends on where you sit. And yeah, there obviously there's a lot of them because that was what was kind of displayed. Because in I one think of their that last my definition and and let me just clarify that because you're yeah. right. It just depends on what you mean. 
my definition of mainstream is is that you get played across demographics. <laughs> so Drake gets played in New York, LA, Florida, Texas, and St. Louis. They that's all the demographics. Like there's no other demographic that listens to hip hop. You know what I mean? That that you know he crosses all. So that's what I mean by mainstream. Whereas JID will get play in Atlanta, maybe Florida, Shout and out. that's about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's not because he doesn't deserve to get played, but that's because that's his. That's where he's. Yeah. That's his reach right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I mean by alternative. You know what I mean? He only hits some of the major markets of the of the primary music group. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But uh. Mick Jenkins, I think, is he might not be as widespread as some of those other artists, but I think he is the the exemplar of how to artistically engage with that genre of alternative hip hop. And I have to ask about his name. Where does that? Do you have any idea about? No clue. Because that sounds different. It's just his name. I, I, it's his is middle it? and last name. Yeah. There you go. Mick Jenkins. Jason yeah. Mick Jenkins. I love that. I love that. That that. Uh, well, assuming that's the same dude. That people. <laughs> I, I love that hip hop artists are doing that. Like Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. First and middle name. Yeah. You know what I mean? I. I because Vince Staples. Vince Staples. You know what I mean? Like I. I just personally because authenticity is so important for me. If you're going to make music that resembles life. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you're gonna make music about fantasy, then make music about fantasy. Make music about like you know that. swords and slaying monsters and shit. That's why I love my homeboy Jesse's music. Yeah. And then he used to fucking do heavy metal music about slaying monsters, and I'm like, mm. cool, that's I, I can get down with that. But I don't require authenticity from that. I don't need you to have slain a monster. And that kind of makes to do sense that. too. But yeah, if you're gonna rap fitting. about life experiences that people today are generally going through, yeah. I need authenticity. And if you know, you're going to put your name on your rap like that. Ray Vaughn, the new TDE artist, another one. Um, if you're going to put your name on your raps, you're kind of you're kind of laying a claim to authenticity. You know what I mean? That my name is on this. And I feel like that is generally respected in the community. That if you're going to put your name on it, yes, you, do, you should be living what you're rapping about type of shit. Where... Or have lived. You don't have to live it right now. Because or have lived, we have but to I be mean that relatively careful. speaking because versus like coming up with okay versus like coming up with what you'd consider an alter ego. Or yeah, this name a different a rap name mm-hmm. so that it creates that. it's a persona. Yeah, yes, it's an exactly. alter ego. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like yeah that is still generally and you know the artist that came to mind. That. That, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's nothing wrong <laughs> with that. But do that. You know what I mean? If you're gonna make an alter ego, then be a performer. If you're gonna be Drake. Be Drake. Yeah. Drake is not Aubrey Graham. Yeah. Those are two different niggas. Yeah. If you didn't know. You know what I mean? Like Aubrey Graham is Aubrey Graham and Drake is a persona he puts on to talk about his worst behavior. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? He talked to, to to talk about coming from the bottom. Yeah. Things that aren't real. You know what I mean? And that I don't as long as we establish that that's what you're doing. Yeah. Because a lot of people who are gonna consume your music will have a disproportionate understanding because it's going to be very closely related to things that they see in real life. Yes, and I think credit to the internet these days, a lot of times you can get that information now. Yeah. So it can become pretty that's clear. That's why it's important, but that's exactly about, why it's important. Because yeah. before you didn't have access to it, so you knew it was pigmented. Yeah. It didn't matter whether you, they were being real or not, because you never knew. You had no, there was no idea of ever coming across that valid information. You know what I mean? And For in a space part. where you have no chance of having valid information, you don't, you realize it's all fantasy. But now, 
I could hit their Instagram up and find out for sure what they but were doing. For the most part, or, because there, yeah. could, there was also real stuff, right? So yeah, like if you would, have but just you had still, been, but but even you could have been sure that would only get it. Like the even back then, the paparazzi wasn't what what it was today. Like yeah. like if somebody wanted to be private, they could be yeah. back. You know, I'm saying early '90s, late '80s, maybe. Yeah, you know what I mean. But you don't got that option today. Like. The authenticity is even more important today to me because of how accessible your whole life is due to social media and the need to build a brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas before, everyone thought it was a song and dance. No one thought it was real. Unless you were a super, super megastar like Michael Jackson and we saw you transform from black to white. Then we knew it was real. That type of shit. Yeah, well said. Well well put. (laughs) But yeah, dude, like... um. Mick Jenkins, I think it, his album was amazing. There's so many tracks off of it. He has there's one in particular that hits real hard. Like his uh, it's called um, things that you can, things that you you can die while doing when you're black. Mm. I believe is the name of the track. And boy, boy, does that shit. Because let me tell you. Every single thing he said in that song was something that related to to a desire or activity that I might go through in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he really is speaking to the lives of average black men in this world, and yeah, in a way that I don't think that a lot of people are willing to be genuine with themselves and with the world about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> the same ones are saying black lives. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck yeah. them, dude. Like like no, dude. If, if if you have to say Black Lives Matter and people don't already know that's where you stand at this point, I'm over it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Don't don't come screaming it to me. Come, I should see it in whatever you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. Black Lives Black Lives Mattering will become evident in how you carry yourself these mm-hmm. days. But anyway, yeah, sorry that was that was an aside. Mick Jenkins is definitely doing big things with this album. And I just want to keep reiterating that because man, I listened to that and it was What's my the name host, of the album. Uh, Elephant in the Room. Okay. And uh, it it was my whole Saturday vibe. It definitely made my weekend a lot better. It, like it, like the whole thing, like it was cathartic. You know what I mean? It definitely give that shit a shot. It was worth, well worth it. But yeah, moving on from that. Sorry, I wanted to start with that. But speaking of authenticity in your raps, your boy Fetty Wap just got hit by the feds for moving that Fetty Wap. Yeah, bars, man. nigga. Can I can I get bars, nigga? Damn, nigga. All right, no, <laughs> fine, forget it. <laughs> but damn, I feel real bad for my man, yo. Like, I don't feel bad for him in that you were doing something illegal, so you you run the risk of getting arrested. But the he's stuck in a mindset where he thinks that for some reason. The drug game is more lucrative than the fucking millions he could have made just from making more music. People loved your droning ass fucking sound, my nigga. You couldn't just you couldn't do more of that, like I guess. But Fetty Wap has just got picked up by the feds not too long ago for uh, I, th- I believe it was drug charges. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Man, like drug trafficking, a fuck ton of drugs. What do I'm sorry? What did I say? What is that? New York, Atlanta, where is it? Jer- Jersey, Fetty Wap, Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, um, I believe he's Jersey, New York area. Mm. I want to say, but um, yeah, man, I don't. I'm not really sure. Well, this. So we talked last week about Meek Mills having label troubles. A lot of people have been talking about yo. You better watch your labels. Niggas is fucking. Niggas is fucking these artists hard. 
you know, out of everything. You know, Chameleonaire talking about how he managed to come come uh come up on I think a couple of million that the label was was kind of just not mentioning was there so that they could keep. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um and so I'm wondering if Fetty caught himself in one of those situations where he was contractually obliged to forego a lot of his earnings and out of a principled stance, he refused to give them all that money. And so he resorted back to a lifestyle that he knew could make him money. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I don't. That was to... literally the first thing I thought was he, they probably gave him a shitty contract, and he probably thought, "Ah, this isn't worth it." That was that was the first thing that came to my mind. And that's a fucking shame, man. Because do you know what kind of reach Trap Queen had? Mm-hmm. He got pretty. I mean, even if as a one-hit wonder, my man's exploded. That shit was ice, ice baby level of one-hit wonder, bro. Mm-hmm. No, like, and don't even take that as a as a derisive comment. Yo, Ice Ice Baby was a multimedia phenomenon. That shit went into movies. Was fucking on soundtracks, was was in music, was I mean, depicted in com yo, they that was and that was the level. Yo, Trap Queen was a cross demographics like I've never seen. Yep. Old old white women loved Trap Queen. It was crazy. And then when they like found out what the lyrics were about, they were actually kind of digging it. Like a woman who's who's willing to do anything for her, like you know what I mean. Like that song had so much cross demographic connection. It he could have he he could have created a career off of that. Look at Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X literally did that. Uh, that's a bad example. Look at really? uh, you think uh, so? because he still he he wasn't Lil Nas X isn't a one hit wonder. That's why I would say it's. Well, what it's other a song has example. he put out? I don't listen to Lil Nas X, no, but I okay. assure you my man's is quite on top of his game. Well, no, I just think that anything he puts... The thing is, is that Lil Nas X's fan I would, base I would is compare him more children. to, like, uh, uh, what's the buddy who was, like, um, uh, with, the, with the fucking... With the, with the Rams, dude. I wouldn't compare it to Lil Nas X only because Lil Nas X continued to put stuff out, whether it was good or bad, and continued to ride his wave, whereas Fetty Wap didn't put anything out to continue the wave. Right, that's why I would say that okay. wasn't a good okay. comparison. Got you. Got you. Okay, and it that's was more like yes. the the dude who was yeah. like, um, uh, oh, oh, just pandas. bum a Cadillac. Oh, oh, oh I of... don't slack. Just but throw some D's oh, on that bitch. Rich oh, boy, rich boy, rich boy was a better <laughs> is a much better comparison. Rich or, boy, or, that um, is a, that was yeah. yeah. Or, but I don't uh, even think um, or Bubba Sparks. I remember the track, but not. Well, Bubba Sparks did have the crossover. Yeah, and I thought that's your time. Yeah, like Bubba Sparks, right? Rich boy didn't have the crossover appeal, like. But Bubba Sparks, yeah, could reach all those demographics. Yeah. yeah. So, and then um, he just didn't do it. Stopped after he he had two big singles and then went away, much like Fetty Wap did. Had two big singles or two albums and just yeah. So ultimately, you know, I w- I just want to say like w- we got to deal with this label situation. It is destroying one of. Like literally, and it starts the artist too. So it's like there's an artist literally situation like a handful. You can probably count on one hand the amount of industries that consistently create generational wealth for Black people, mm-hmm. and the music industry is one of them. Mm-hmm. And we really need to deal with the fact that they have poisoned the well with these record labels when it comes to creating avenues for uh, 
young minorities, I was, and because this goes across uh, just black people, young minorities in general have to deal and contend with the fact that these predatory uh, uh, labels are playing on the fact that the likelihood is is that they need the contract. And we, we have to, to create an environment where these record labels don't feel so enabled to prey on people that need that that have chosen this as their career path and need to get onto the career path. You know what I mean? Because that's what that label that's what that 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 record deal represents. It represents that first step on the the road to beginning your career path, you know? It's like moving from the em- employee status to the management status. It's the first step on the career path, you know what I mean? And so if in that industry, you know, the gatekeepers are are treating everyone uh, 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 of any kind of ethnic diversity with with such contempt, you know, it's really problematic, you know. And then and then you got the the, the few people who do get to the top, like Jay Z, doing the same fucking thing and recreating the same predatory environment for the people that are coming into the the the, the industry, mm-hmm. and yeah, and under the guise of they gotta learn. Yeah. No, bitch. You could fucking teach them without taking their fucking contracts and 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 and, and taking their money. You could teach them without Have you doing that. Talked about the Jay Z stuff. Well, we've talked about Jay Z and Meek Mills last week, but um, yeah. this is the yeah. same thing. Is yeah. this is you know, Fetty Jay Z is just a black version of Atlantic. Yeah. And based on the the what what's coming out from the deals. Yeah. That he's signing with these young men, mm. you know what I mean? It, it it's not a it's not a it's it's not a healthy environment, and we need it to be. It's not one of those industries that we could listen. If there's you know if there's shit happening in a lot of other industries, it, it you know we can work towards bettering that. But it is what it is. But when it comes to these top end entertainment industry, sports industry. Um, uh, these industries that black people excel in, we have to take a hold of 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 the the career path so that we can start to 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 stabilize it so that we can create generational wealth. Otherwise, you know, everyone who is quote unquote successful is going to end up being unsuccessful in the end for their for themselves. You know, they were successful for a lot of other people, but not themselves, and that's that's not healthy. You know. That that's I don't think that that's well it's sustainable for one end but not for the for the the artists that are contributing to that industry. But yeah, damn it sucks, man. And it and and because there's such a finite amount of paths to to create wealth in the black community, that's why he went from music to something like drugs, because he doesn't have access to a logistics company to go work at or any other, because, you know, the path that he chose kind of sequesters him from learning the skills necessary to work in those other industries, you know? So it's a, it's a very self-defeating thing. There's a lot of things that feed into why these things happen, you know, and they are as important, if not more important than the fact that he just makes bad decisions. Yeah. And I, I was going to, even like from my own perspective as somebody who, you know, I identify as like Afro Latino, but very much American. Absolutely. 
it was natural for me to assume that like growing up kind of thing that like most of that was their own people's fault. It took a while for me getting older to understand that, yes, these people, you know, when you come up in environments like that, that literally does create this pathway for you to do this type of well, shit. Yeah. And it's evident in what's and, been documented. And see, this is the thing through, and, throughout and this whole, you our, know, our we, we have a very similar, we have a very similar ethnic makeup in that we have, Panamanian lineage. Yeah. You know, I also have Cuban in my background. Mm -hmm. But we both assimilated as black in America. Mm -hmm. We don't... We, we I don't identify as Hispanic at mm -hmm. all in, in America. Yeah. You and for me, I mean? it's, it's a slight... You know yeah, what I mean? Slight, I, even though we are definitely part of the, right, the, yeah. the, the, the Hispanic community because yeah. Panamanian are, you know, our grandparents spoke Spanish. Yeah. So, it is, you know... But at the same token, we're very American, and at the same Trying time, we're American, yeah. and being black and American I is know, its own yeah. dynamic in and of itself. Yeah, but that's also different than being African American, someone who is descended from exactly, yeah. the lineage. And so there's a lot, there's a lot that uh, that goes on there because as much solidarity as there isn't, you know, I can see that immigration policy in America is weaponized against the black and, people. Yeah, in that part Because too, they bring yeah. in people who don't show... Because I recognize that I have a lot of solidarity with, with African-Americans. Mm -hmm. My parents do not. Mm -hmm. My parents do not add to the African-American community. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I can see how bringing in people like my parents would definitely destabilize the African-American community. Yeah. Because they, my parents are the kind of people who... And and that's the sad part is that they they know about community because from Jamaica they know what community looks like, mm -hmm. but it's because of that cultural separation yeah, between African sense. Americans and uh, black people who come from abroad yeah. that it's weaponized against the black community and that sucks because and it doesn't get brought that up solidarity a lot either, it I doesn't and that's why I'm bringing it up now that. you're absolutely right yeah. and if we can get past I've heard we need it to get mentioned past that. before but it doesn't get brought up a lot we need to get past that shit yeah. because it really is destabilizing to the community and i see it yeah. so much here in la because there's a huge jamaican community mm -hmm. and there's a huge there's a huge uh black you know native population mm -hmm. that's mostly centralized in la and they live right next to each other but the solidarity isn't there mm -hmm. they don't contribute to each other's communities mm -hmm. And it's really weird, and in, and I think it's purposely done. It's purposely done because what it does is, and and I will say this from the Jamaican perspective, it makes Jamaicans feel like they're superior. They feel like they can look down on 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 Black Americans because of their history, because mm -hmm. of their current conditions, so much, and it's really not a matter of looking down on them. Mm -hmm. You know, the, uh, Jamaicans do take for granted that the English left in 63, right? 63 was independence? Uh, I think so, yeah. Or 68, 60. Black Americans are still living with the people who enslaved them, mm -hmm. outnumbered greatly, five to one. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, you can't treat black Americans uh, like they're not currently in a 62. very fraught situation. 62? Yeah. I apologize. You know, the English left in 62. And Jamaicans have had the island to themselves to feel to feel superior. You know what I mean? And 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 it's very sad because I I feel like the African community that comes here from like Kenya and Nigeria also feels similarly superior yeah, yeah. to American blacks. Yeah. And it's like no, 
it's 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 a complete dismissal of the struggle that they can that they continually go through today mm-hmm. like all of these communities of black people outside of america fail to understand or fail to acknowledge that black people in america live outnumbered five to one in an openly racist society <laughs> that doesn't like them mm-hmm. like nah man i give american black people a lot more credit than the average immigrant just child of an immigrant you know what i mean yeah like it's a hard fight and that's why i want to contribute to it as much as i can because i feel like it's created it's created cleanly the the most important and and uh and and influential culture that this country's ever known say contributing yes you know what i mean like it's created like it's birth not to mention it's contributed to every other form of culture that this country has ever claimed that is its own so yeah sorry that was a complete side rant but um not too complete though yeah we're, <laughs> we're close we gotta we definitely gotta work on um on the issues in the music industry and the sports industry that cause these young men to lose access to these platforms that they that they gain through their art you know what i mean yeah and then forces them back into the old uh ways in and, which and they that were is really money. the point to bring up to reiterate that it's that like yes to people today that still don't really understand that and look at other people in their situations it's like that can happen from where you come from and your whole setup and your parents and how involved they were and all that type of stuff it should make sense to most people it shouldn't be that hard to understand but we still have people these days that it's, don't that's what that's how hard indoctrination is yeah it? yeah like when when you're indoctrinated and you're taught that this is what it is without being taught the the actual uh the actual factuals behind what what yeah. what leads to these kind of behaviors when you're taught that all criminals are bad yeah like that, like that. and you never are taught like well actually like 0.1% of criminals are sociopaths and then another 0.1 are psychopaths and those guys fuck yeah we need to do something with them we need to have an issue but actually 99.8% of criminals are actually people who are in poverty and guess what after Decades of study, we realize, hey, we make poverty. Yeah. Our, our system is actually generating the poverty because we have so much excess that we just choose to export and not allocate to alleviating, pro- alleviating poverty yeah. that, oh, shit, it's a choice that we, that we choose to have in our country. You realize, like, oh, okay, so if poverty leads to crime and, and we choose not to solve the poverty, then guess what? It's a systemic issue that leads to crime. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes, that's a, it's, you know, you, you have to not be indoctrinated to come to those conclusions. <laughs> yes. And on the last note, to give the people the credit, so now it, get, it does get acknowledged enough that that's when they talk about nowadays crazy numbers like Tesla and trillions that people do say a lot. Yeah, you know, it's that nigga crazy. doesn't want to solve world hunger. The he literally of, has the money in his exactly, pocket. Exactly. The idea of that, like, people still don't let that shit go that it could literally have been eradicated or finished, at least that, that specific problem right you know it and could not be an issue but it still yeah. is just choose and one it's the system and there's a, and and, and as there's more and more of you you. you you trillionaire fucks or billionaire fucks there's more and more of those just choose one no one's yeah. saying solve all the world's problems and see that's what they're like wait i can't solve all the world's well, problems it keeps getting i don't care it solve keeps escalating one. that's the thing too yeah you just year, solve one numbers and the money and the brrr. why don't we start the why don't we start the the the, the solve world problems arms race you know what I mean? One billionaire solves a problem and, and it helps people and then another billionaire has to one-up him and solve... Like, why can't they one-up each other? No, they just want to get bigger and bigger dick rockets to shoot themselves into space. 
instead of like actually productively using those billions of dollars to solve any of the problems that they so hard they 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 donate to charities and try to help like i hate it because these guys will do one thing that helps one person and that will alleviate all the suffering caused by the fact that they choose not to allocate any of their resources to fixing any of the major problems in this country. The biggest of which is themselves. Because if they would just stop lobbying, that would change the whole fucking game. If Amazon, if Microsoft, if NRA, if any of those entities decided to stop lobbying it would change the whole landscape but anyway that's a i digress once again yeah we don't have um, enough time for that yet yeah <laughs> not yet but yeah one of these days let's move on into a, a, a actual fun topic that i think that you might enjoy so you're familiar with versus right they're branching off into doing gaming premieres nice. and they're doing migos premiering call of duty on launch date and they're going to do a whole event. And I was like, you know what? I'm not mad at that. <laughs> no. I don't play Call of Duty. But I can imagine that shit sounds fun as fuck. Yeah. And by, like, it'd be like they're recording them playing it? I have no clue. I have know. a feeling it's going to be like a versus. Yeah. It's, you know, it'll be a, a stage. Battle. They might have some some playing, yeah. some performances. Yeah. I mean, I, I... That would be kind of cool. That could be cool, too. I can't imagine they would have the Migos there and they not like do a sh- do a song, right? Yeah, they, they got to do stir fry, and right? I was gonna, I was gonna say, I didn't imagine not? them yeah. their ad libs would mean, be on point depends. with the gameplay. The the commentary would have to be on point. Well, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if they stream because I do know there's a lot of rappers who yeah. stream like That's on Schoolboy Q. And I don't think they do. That's and, why I feel um, like this might be even that much. Snoop. Pain. Yeah, I'm sorry. Snoop, Snoop, Snoop and streams. so I don't know if they're streamers. What but, are they um, streaming? COD? Call of Duty. Yeah, oh, they, Snoop, yeah, they stream Snoop, games. Snoop is COD? like a, a, I'm pretty sure he's like a partner of Call of Duty. Yeah, he's T-Pain, been T-Pain acting. So are they pretty good at him too then? Snoop I think is. Decent, Snoop, yeah, Snoop be good. fucking people That's up. That's cool. That's yeah, nice. I think, I think T-Pain does Destiny, I want to say. I don't want to, like don't quote me. There's like a meme online yeah. of they, yeah, they Snoop Dogg like fucking playing Call of Duty mm-hmm. with his mic off and he's like raging. Yeah. And he doesn't know that his mic isn't working. It's pretty good. But yeah, Snoop, Snoop is, is 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 pretty big into the online gaming joint. So yeah, it's. I'm really glad to see that partnership, man. I think that 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 right there, I'm not mad at it. I think those are two communities yeah. that that could really. Black people have been huge contributors to the 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 overall profitability of gaming through their through their patronage of, like, the NBA and NFL series. I'm pretty sure that if, like, black people didn't play those games, those games would go under. To be honest, I have to be honest. Because, like, I don't... Well, they have a universal appeal, so I could say that first, but they're definitely what makes the sport go as far as... Because those games don't have international appeal. And so they're only sold in the U.S. really popularly. You're talking about, like, EA... Yeah, the EA, yeah. Uh, uh, NBA, and then, uh, NFL series. Game, yeah. yeah, they're bigger in the States. But you, you know don't what I mean? think that that demographic is pretty widespread like between who plays and buys those games? Uh, what I'm saying is, is that black people are the only people I know who buy them every year. Okay, yeah. 
A lot yeah, of people I, I know don't buy them don't every let them year. Fall by the wayside, even yeah, in they'll a couple years. they'll buy it, yeah every two years or if there's a major update. I hear that. I hear that. You know what I mean? I Black that. people are the only people I know who every year like yo, yeah. you got the new two yeah. K. I hear exactly. Nah, nigga, you got the old two K, nigga. Then don't yeah. don't invite me to play the yeah. old two K, nigga. You that. practice on that shit. Yeah. And the Madden, yeah, same. So yeah, you know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Like if you come up in a nigga's house and he got the old two K, that's just not cool. So you know. The fact that they're starting to get some love and some partnerships, I like that. I like that. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Because one thing I've learned is that when black people patronize things, they will get shit on. Like in the anime community. Mm-hmm. Black people get shit on in the anime community. All the fucking time. For no reason. Because they're black. No reason. <laughs> now... No, don't get me wrong. There are some black people who kind of like play that identity politics, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I that that uh, representation bullshit all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. And yes, they deserve to get flamed. Yes, those people. But there's generally like people who are anime black people who are Genuinely, anime enthusiasts, right? Yeah, Genuinely, who get who who get flamed for pointing out very valid, like yo, this this anime is hypersexualized. Oh, it's a problem. Like, no, dude, chill, chill. <laughs> and my anime is hypersexualized. You might not have a problem with it, but it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Needless to say, I hate to see when when black people patronize, you know, a certain genre of media and ended up just getting ignored in general <laughs> as a as a valid, you know, demographic of of consumers. And so to see them crossing over. You know, versus with COD. All right. Not my bread. Like, I can't expect them to do, like, a Tales of Arise versus crossover. That's not a thing, right? Yeah, We're not yeah, going to do that. speed runs of Tales of Arise and do, like, a 10-hour versus. Nah. We're not doing that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the fact that they, they found a genre that is amenable to the format that they feel like they can present something fun and interesting with, Okay, even though I this is probably more of the Triller end and not the Swizz and Tim end, you know what I mean? Like, this is probably like a a Triller partnership. I can't see uh, too many people from from Swizz's camp having the ins at uh at the Call of Duty devs. You never know. Swizz might be a beast at Call of Duty. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Mm. But uh, yeah, that was interesting. But moving on into some of the other topics, you know, I thought this was interesting. So, are you familiar with the story of Alpo? He was a, a New York, uh, yeah. I I don't know if I'd call him a gangster, yeah. but he was a drug dealer. I'm familiar with Alpo's story. Oh, yeah. the dude that just passed away. Uh, I didn't know that he just what, passed away. Is that what they call it when they murder you? <laughs> Died, passed away, murdered. no longer alive. Killed Alpo. Yeah, he was murdered. Yeah, yeah they got him. Oh. And that and that was that was that was a uh, one that was interesting to hear because like it's it's always the that's always the the risk you run of entering that that avenue of the street life and I never understood why people made that choice because I always was under the impression like yo when you make those kind of enemies and that many people die over that much money you pretty much got to look over your shoulder for the rest of your life. Like, you're not going to die quietly in your sleep. Like, nah, B, they're not going to allow that. You know what I mean? And so Alpo's passing was was 
affirmation as to why, in general, unless you're okay, unless you have reconciled in your mind that that is an end that you're cool with, you probably should just stay out the street life. You know what I mean? And I don't think that most of the people who get involved in the street life genuinely stop and have that consideration before they, they think, yeah, let me go get in the middle of some shit that's going to cause me to, to cross a lot of fucking niggas with guns. No, you don't really think about that. Like, most of those most of those things, it's like, it's over long before you actually make the final move, right? It doesn't happen on the day you got shot. He was dead and didn't it happened, know it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's one of those things where you make small incremental <laughs> decisions until you it. get to yeah, that point. That's a good way to you say it. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it's not, true. It's, it, it's, it's you joining the gang that got you killed. It's yeah. not the day of the drive-by. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. You know yes. It's not the it's, bullet that it's, shot you. It was the bad decision that led you to be in that it's car. It's one of those things. Absolutely. So it's, it doesn't matter if you think about it like that. Once you're in to a certain point you can't just be like oh well you know what this is a bad decision let me stop being a gang uh, guys that's it that's it for me yeah. you know it's i'm gonna funny. head out and leave now that's it i'm i'm turning over a new leaf that's it for me i'm just gonna living wrap the, it up no nah, nah, bro living in the hood in the alley the other day no. some nigga was learning that lesson that very lesson he me? was having a hard time, nah. and it was like, "We still gonna beat your ass." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is how we made goes. so many bad decisions." This moment isn't why you got your ass beat. It's all the decisions yep. that led you to be in this alley with these niggas, yep. talking this shit. Because I know all these niggas, and guess what? I don't do is hang out in this alley with them, nigga, because I don't want to get my ass beat, yo. Like, what's wrong with yeah, you, bro? You know. It's a snowball of life sometimes. It's like the best decision is just not pushing it over the hill. Because yeah. there ain't no stopping it once it starts rolling. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't remember. I was, for as much as I know him, and I know that I wasn't, he wasn't the one who Frank Lucas was mod- modeled after. No. I don't. No. No, but, Frank Lucas is a real person. Yeah, and I was, you know, that was his actual name then, or I was Frank Lucas. But yeah, I don't, as much as I, or I feel like I've heard the story. I would need a refresher as far as like who that is. The so that's in uh, the paid in full, I believe. The paid in oh, okay. full story is supposed to be Mitch. modeled after what? Ye- or was he Mitch? Ace. He would be the main character, Ace, a boogie. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, if I remember correctly. I keep thinking of a game verse where I know the game has referenced him in a verse. I want to say it's from that track, My Life with Wayne, uh, mm. where he was a feature on. But he has some verse about talking about something with Alpo, and I think I, I can just kind of repeat it out of my head. I remember him hearing it saying that. And I know, again, I've seen, like, documentation type of thing on him, but I can't. I don't have anything definite. No, nah, yeah, Alpo, Alpo. Was. See, Alpo was moving a lot of weight. Yeah. Niggas tried to rob him, but they, they went after his family mm-hmm. rather than him. And then they, then they eventually got to him. Mm-hmm. And then when he was in the, the hospital, supposedly the cops were talking to him after he he was under anesthesia and he gave up the goods. Hmm. So that's, that's his story that's as his to story, how yeah. hmm. he became the OG snitch. Interesting. I'm not here to... I'm, it was the anesthesia, I swear. <laughs> listen, I'm not here to judge nobody. Yeah, I'm not here to comment because that 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 clearly there are allegations that will get you killed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whether you're the person who snitched or whether you're defending yourself against somebody 
who who you called a snitch. Rest in peace, Nipsey. You know what I mean? Like that shit is serious business. That's why I fucking reacted so negatively to this whole six nine business because the the fact that they are normalizing or trivializing something to children that can cost them their lives. And some of those children live in my neighborhood. And this is a neighborhood that you can lose your life for snitching in. And so that bothers me. Like, don't do that. Like, you have to have some responsibility for the things you say and do. And that's why I never responded well to the whole 6 9 thing. Alpo at least had the decency to maintain that he didn't snitch, that it wasn't him. Or and, and so in he terms wasn't of fault, in the right mind when it happened. As far as fault or blame goes, are you talking about for six related to six nine? You're talking about like I dislike him a lot because he chose So him this, personally is what you're talking about. He got into this game knowing that his out was snitching. Yeah, yeah. That I don't believe that's what Alpo did. I think that Alpo realized that his whole family was about to get murdered and Maybe under the influence of anesthesia, maybe not, but decided I'm gonna just let these cops handle this shit because they got way more resources to take care of these niggas than I do. And these niggas are close to me already. It's yeah. easy to deal with beef when the beef comes from niggas ten blocks away. But when the niggas are your because the people well, who I guess shot that's Alpo where it's most understandable. Yeah, whether I was gonna say, like as well as to go, and that's, that's when like decision happens the most. Let's yeah, be honest. And as, when, yeah, that's where I think it's still homies. the most understandable because there are definitely levels and there are differences. And if you talk about like discernment, you can make a distinction between where it seems more appropriate or what the level of that appropriation is. And yes, those times, which again, I think if you talk about perspective and you imagine that you were in that situation and then what would you do type of thing relative to what kind of situation you did get yourself into i would have never made those long choice those long chain of choices what you did in the first place exactly so you have to be willing to go to a certain length also if you made certain choices initially because then if you made those choices and you're the one who's about to get whacked you need to get whacked because you chose to get involved and if you made mistakes, Nigga, I don't know, man. I, that, that's why. That's yeah, why I think that's why black people idolize these Mexican drug lords the way they <laughs> do. Because when these Mexican dudes start getting high up in the cartels, they send their families off to all kinds of places in the world. <laughs> Y'all niggas go someplace safe because it's yeah. ugly here. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I mean? So niggas about. envy that ability. Man, like, those should be the first things that come to your mind too. Because is how would you? Keep but your once again, safe. let's tie back into Fetty Wap. I'm sure Fetty Wap, you know, wish he had the money. An ability to 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 make all the contingencies that he needed to make sure that this doesn't happen. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I'm sure he's not doing any. Yo, Johnson and Johnson sold more pills than anybody. I'm sorry, I, I said I'm, I didn't mean Johnson and Johnson. Scarred, um, Johnson, Pfizer. I'm sorry, Pfizer. That. Is <laughs> Pfizer the one that recently <laughs> went on went to court for that shit? Yeah. Anyway, like one of those Pfizer. one of those pharmaceutical companies sold more pills than any nigga ever sold. <laughs> And those niggas ain't going to jail. <laughs> they sold billions of pills and they ain't going to jail. And But yet, Fetty Wap sold a couple fucking whatever he sold. And now that nigga going uptown with the feds, bro. We should make more informational memes like this. And I'm calling them memes, but like that format. Yeah. Where it's like one nigga sells a pill so and I'm goes saying, to jail bro, somebody, for this long. Yo, and these I'm niggas telling you, sell day, over a billion and One day this, this podcast is going to have a social media manager yeah. who's going to make memes out of silly shit like that that I say. And yeah. our Instagram is going to have more than zero posts. I promise. <laughs> I promise. I we're, promise, we're yo. Yeah, they're working on it. 
But um, it's yeah, in, dude. it's working in the background. Like it, it, the whole thing is fucked, you know. And and it's it's a real shame that that Fetty goes away the way that he does. And there's there's way worse purveyors of of illegality than him. And don't worry, Cardi B and uh, Kim Kardashian's got him. Wait, are you joking? Hundred percent. Okay. No, because I was like, wait a second, because if. It's possible, though. How fucked up is it that we live in a country that that statement actually, if it was real, could be effective? Yeah, it's possible. If Kim K and Cardi B rallied to get Fetty Wap out, I believe that Biden would would succumb. I believe that Biden would pardon him. If they did it at the right time, yeah. When when Biden's ready for president and he meets some clout, anyone who could do it. And to not go too far off them, but is he even receptive to people like that? Because I feel like that's what I'm saying. He's receptive to freedom. What the fuck is he talking about? Fuck is me talking no, 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 about? No, 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 no. We're talking about Biden. Talking oh, about Biden. Biden. I thought you meant. Yeah. I thought you talked about Fetty oh, Wap. Yeah. Yo, Fetty Wap. That, that's why I said to one nigga. Man. But that's why I said to wait until he's running for re-election or something well, where he needs the favor. Oh, okay. okay. There you go. Well, you know, actually, you know what's funny is that you're right. Even... It is about timing, but he doesn't even have to wait till re-election only because. His approval rating is tanking so bad uh, that any time is the right time. Yeah. He could do it right now and j- to, to, to try to, to curry favor, rating, and it yeah. would be a good idea That's for him. That's interesting, because he doesn't seem... Like, I haven't seen him on that tip. Donald Trump was better at that, if anything. Than him. Oh, he Donald... Had easy he's, I think his, his approval rating is, is close to Trump levels. Oh, nice. But I meant as far as, like, you know, yeah, he had Yeezy in there in the White House. You know, I remember those scenes. Iconic. Matter of fact, you want to know what's funny? Was that blonde this, hair this was Yeezy? A story, this was a story <laughs> that came across uh, the, the board not too long ago. So, evidently, there's a, um, there was a NASCAR race, I'm I think a few weeks back. And the the crowd started a low chant. Mm. And the, the, the commentators were trying to figure out, like, oh, the crowd's starting a chant. What are they chanting? Mm. And they couldn't make it out at first. And so they go, what are you saying? Is that, uh, uh, let's go, Brandon? So evidently what they were ch- chanting was, fuck Joe Biden. Hmm. So in the toxic cesspool that is American culture, they took that phrase, let's go, Brandon, to substitute for fuck you, Biden. It's pretty funny. And so now That's when conservatives want to wanna say, fuck you, Biden, they say, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. like yeah, that's kind of weird too. That's, that's how fucking toxic this place is. Yeah, that's strange. Now let's fast forward to last week. A pilot signs off of his flight when they're landing with, "Let's go, Brandon." And I'm just and of course he got fired for it. <laughs> worth it? Was that worth it, my nigga? Was that worth it? Was that worth it? You, you, got, you got your lows at the end of the flight. You fucking clapped. This is not. Expensive. First of all, that plane is a so private place. Dumb. You are on the clock. Yeah. If you believe fuck Joe Biden, clouds. that is completely your <laughs> option. Right. But why then, you are doing that did you on the clock at work makes that. no fucking sense to me. Speaking in tongues. This just shows the, the fucking entitlement of white people, bro. Because you know that no black person is going on the mic to say fuck Donald Trump at his job unless he's fucking a rapper. Nobody is doing that on the fucking mic at their job if because they're at their job because they need it. You know what I mean? Like, that shit doesn't make any sense. Like I, But that just shows how toxic American culture is, is that they can take an, an, an inane phrase 
like let's go Brandon to fucking mean something like fuck you Biden. Like really? Really? When I when I heard that shit, I was like, man, you know, a lot of people like to talk about like there's no culture in America. And they're wrong. They are wrong. America has tons of culture. It's all toxic and vitriolic. Mm. It is disgusting. It is hateful. It is, I will take anything I can to disparage you culture. That's what it is. And Americans will do anything but own that shit. And that's that's the part that causes me to struggle with the whole I'm an American thing that we, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I know, you know what I mean, where I was born. But boy, do I not embody the culture of these people. Yeah. That's for not me, me. The weird, my, for me being I'm 29 now going on 30, the weird experience was that it was over, it was around the age of 27 that I became completely unproud to be one. So, and completely just like, oh my goodness. Bro, what did it, I get? It, what it was wasn't I, until, what, what did was, I end up in? This is like we're going backwards in a lot of ways. It wasn't until I traveled to Japan and people started to scoff at me mm-hmm. when I said I was American. Yeah. When they, the, people, People were were disparaging me because of my Americanness, and then I realized, like, oh no, it really is that bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, and man. I'm not That's completely a unproud. When you travel, you're supposed to either. travel with a Canadian flag uh, on your uh, on your bag so nice. that they treat you Dude, better. Dude, the only people who were nice to me were Canadian travelers. That's crazy. Parisian travelers yeah, and, and to be clear, Swedish I'm not travelers and Australian American. travelers, yeah. Chinese travelers, yeah. Japanese locals. All despised me. And I mean, I name all those nationalities because I absolutely have memories of meeting these people yeah, of, from these and places not. and then looking at me like, oh, yeah. but that's not you're just one your, of those kind of blacks. That's not just your fault either, though, right? I mean, that's still... I mean, it's like, not my fault. You should still but, take a person for who they are. I mean, I, and, I, I, it, it was my fault because at some point I stopped telling people I was American. I started telling them I was Jamaican. Yeah. And so that was much better. Yeah. <laughs> But I okay. I mean, to go back to like, and they I was, can't read my American passport. So you show them, say, I'm, say you're Jamaican, and show them an American passport. They won't know the difference. Yeah, yeah. So to go back to that part though, like I, I'm not completely on. You know, like from my experiences here, and I think you've obviously had really good experiences living here as well. Though still, it's it's are. I mean, I, I mean, my own experiences are really living here. So I think that's an unfair. Yeah, <laughs> I'm poor thing. I've had a lot of good experiences traveling as well. Yeah. Mainly not with other travelers, but with, with uh, locals. So what, but yeah. what would you sum up as their main issue with? Is it just the whole representation and the history and everything? Well, no. Most people are firmly aware of America's role around the world. Mm-hmm. This was post 9-11. This was post war in Iraq. So mm-hmm. I was traveling in a world oh, that yeah, knew... Yeah that saw America shitting on everyone, yeah, especially yeah. the Parisians. Yeah. Because this was after America tried to change French fries to Liberty fries. Mm. And French yeah. people were like, you are the most petty fucking weirdo people mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And they didn't care, but they definitely disdained us for it. Yeah, it's been getting worse. That's a fucked up part, though. Man, I swear, things seemed okay at first. But yeah. <laughs> it's gotten worse. It's gotten way different. Yeah, nonetheless, like, and, and they it, did not handle this power. This is why well. I'm so we pessimistic when I say that well. Joe Biden's going to a climate conference and everyone's going <laughs> to fucking ignore him yeah. because I know what common people in in these countries think of America. Yeah. I can only imagine what the people who know what's going on believe. Oh, the people who know what's going on and 
who are in the top ends, who have intelligence information, who are, are privy to to how governments run. Oh, they probably look at America like, yeah, look at these fucking, look at these neophytes. They know nothing. They do nothing. They allow the worst. They, they, yeah. So anyway, needless to say, I the the foreign conception of Americans is is terrible. But yeah, uh, the culture here is so bad. It's really toxic. And and Americans, once again, like I've never s- seen a person individually overcome a problem that they didn't acknowledge. And so I highly doubt that as a culture, Americans will get past the worst parts of their culture without acknowledging it. And that's why things like teaching the right history about slavery is important. That's why reparations is important. And that's why it, it's important to, to, to be genuine about how you interface with people. Because when you're not, you're never going to get past those problems. You're not. You just you just can't. But anyway, all right, we'll wrap up on that. Appreciate that. It was a long rambling discussion. Thank you all for joining us. Please feel free to if you enjoyed the show, uh, subscribe to us on Anchor.fm. You could also find us on the social media on Twitter at Cree underscore T and at uh, Home Heron. You could also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Rico underscore G Sound. Oh, wait, no, Rico GVO. Yeah. Old habits die hard. <laughs> Rico GVO. Rico GVO. <laughs> and where can they find you, Tyler? And you can find me on my car page on Instagram, LA Car Spot. Yeah. Oh, yes. Always the best pictures, man. Yo, it is. It, it never ceases to amaze me how many exotic cars you can just randomly find on the street of LA. <laughs> yeah. And that's a beauty, it is. Yeah. It is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's a perfect I mean? place. Because that was. Again, it was to, excuse me, like go back. It was a perfect marriage too that I didn't even really realize. I, I already was into mostly filming, but also photography. And then the cars thing, I was already into cars. So then they're like, man, oh, look at this. What do we have? What do we got here? Perfect. Yeah. That's so, what's up. Just like right. buying that peanut butter and chocolate. Indeed. <laughs> so thank you for joining us, guys. And always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us. And have a great one, guys. Peace out. Take it easy. All right, everybody. Be safe.